you always have yourself, even if, you, if those around you are maybe making you feel less than. You're perfect the way you are and beautiful. So raise the flag high, be who you feel inside. And if others don't like it, then screw them. You know, do what makes you feel good and you will go far. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Patrick Kelly. Patrick is the founder of Sigil and is his chief alchemist. Sigil is a 100% natural fragrance line. Patrick, welcome to Hello Beauty. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Joyce. Yeah, and also I want to add, Sigil is gender neutral. That is very exciting. And I've actually seen your Instagram. It's so clean, very nicely curated. Um, do you handle your own Instagram? I do. Thank you wow, so much. Wow, that's that. amazing. I mean, it's actually one of the few people that I've heard that handle their own Instagram. A lot of people yeah. have someone else like curated or actually like design it for them. Yeah. What no, is your background for you to have this such an amazing, beautiful palette and also a aesthetic? Oh my gosh, I um, I can't take all the credit. I do yeah. have a, uh, a wonderful mm-hmm. woman named Maria Traconis. She's effectively mm-hmm. my designer and co-creative mm-hmm. director. Uh, so she helps kind of take all of the magic that's yeah. happening in my brain and bring it to life through the packaging. And she's always on set for all of the photo shoots we do as a sort of co-creative director and producer on those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll definitely give a nod to her. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I express myself creatively, obviously, olfactorily through my sense of smell and I think also filmically, I have a background in school studying mm. film. Uh, so I do feel that kind of lends itself to a sort of understanding of what imagery really evokes strong emotion mm. and would reflect the brand values very well. Um, so it's a collaborative process with her. And I think really pulling from those kind of filmic inspirations is one place that I find inspiration. Um, yeah. Yeah. Growing up, were you always into perfumery? Yeah, I I would say I have a lot of memories experiencing scent, in particular aromatics and um, gardening with mm-hmm. my grandmothers. Uh, both my maternal and paternal grandmothers had gardens on my mom's side, lots of roses and lavender. Mm-hmm. On my father's side, tons of citrus trees. Uh, her name was Anilda, so I remember being in her backyard with her drinking juice, smelling the citrus blossoms. Mm. She had way too many chihuahuas running around <laughs> all over the place that I can still still picture. So not particularly perfumery per se, but definitely always drawn toward smell and sticking my face and nose right in <laughs> roses and in all kinds of fragrant material. If we ever go hiking, you'll probably be simultaneously annoyed and entertained because I feel compelled to stop and crush and smell all of the aromatics around me. Um, But I would say in terms of perfumery, I also was very obsessed with each of them, had these sort of classic ornate mirrored trays covered Mm. with little trinkets and ornate gilded and gold capped bottles of tiny bottles of perfume. So this sort of bridge between the natural world and this high aesthetic experience, this emotional experience of what a perfume really captures like no other cosmetic or even art form, I think, Mm. uh, was something that I was always very obsessed with. 
Yeah. With Sigil, how, what is the name? What does the name mean? And how did you come up with it? It's mm, a great question. So Sigil it comes from a Latin word, and it's essentially a symbol or a talisman in magic. Mm -hmm. So we're suspending belief for a moment here in <laughs> yeah. magic, where its creator almost imbues this sigil or this symbol with a, an expression of its creator's will or its creative uh, ambition and endeavor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think as this, as you said, sort of chief alchemist of the brand, I really have been always in my life so inspired by these sort of ancient alchemical and hermetic stories and traditions. And yet I want to make sure through the brand and through the products we create that we're also kind of catering to contemporary interests in terms of the aesthetic and the stories that we're telling and even the faces that we present through our marketing Um so the, the name comes from that tradition of this kind of magical symbol um, or glyph, you might call it. And I think perfume is a lot like that. It's sort of this you know, it's talisman of, of magic when you spray it on or when, when you choose and, and wear perfume. It almost you become one with that sort of interior experience of the, the perfumer's creation. I love that. Um, you did mention off cam that this is your second re reiteration. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, by the way, on the launch on April 15. Thank you. Um, has there been a setback or even until now that you've been experiencing a roadblock in starting your business? And mm -hmm. what was the aha moment and how did you go about it? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, uh, I was telling your lovely boyfriend earlier, <laughs> I started Sigil as a hobbyist and and, and as a passion project, mm -hmm. again, kind of paying homage to old world traditions, but with a really kind of sophisticated, complex palette of ingredients. I, um, I grew the business just through word of mouth initially, and I was still working a full-time job um, up in Ventura County with Patagonia Outdoor Apparel Company mm -hmm. and doing some work for them. And it kind of got to a point where uh, I was well known enough in market that I had a sort of crossroads where I just needed to decide whether to grow the business in a big substantive way or kind of keep keep it as a hobby. Mm. Um, the The packaging before was a little bit more kind of crafty DIY and didn't really reflect i think accurately the, the quality of the ingredients in the bottles mm -hmm. so that was the first big crossroads you know i had big buyers from big box stores and very prestigious fine retailers reaching out and consistently their feedback was these smell amazing the packaging won't really work mm -hmm. so i kind of was forced to reckon with that and determine hey do i want to go all out and make this a true reflection of what i always carried in my mind about what sigil could be um so in retrospect i would have told my first self in the first iteration <laughs> to just go for it and not hold back and yet i think i learned so much by growing very slowly and very sustainably along this journey that i'm i'm better positioned i have learned more important business lessons to really be staged for success this time around Mm -hmm. What is that business lesson that you've learned? Probably like, especially with those that are aspiring to start their own business and are mm -hmm. right now working a daytime job. Mm -hmm. How do you balance that or even find the time <laughs> to work on another project while you're, when you get home, it's like 7 p.m. and it's traffic, you know, and you're all like, you're deadbeat already by yeah. the time you get home. How do you find that energy and inspiration? Oh, I still don't know the answer to that in <laughs> full. I think it's an, it's an evolving journey. Uh, I mean, so many people joke it takes a special kind of crazy to be mm -hmm. a founder. 
You know, I've done this all with my own money. I have no investment from family, friends, or private investment. Um, so I think in answer to your question, you have to be really, really be committed fastidiously to your vision and have something, some story that you you have in your soul that you need to get out and be willing to do the hard work that it takes to really um, bring that to life in a meaningful way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still work sometimes till two in the morning and then get up mm -hmm. at six the next day and go for a jog and do it all over mm -hmm. again. So uh, yeah, advice to others interested in starting a brand. It's a lot of hard work. And if you really are doing it for the right reasons, the hard work is so rewarding. Yeah, I agree. So you did mention about the old world perfumery. Can you talk about this process? Yeah. So at Sigil, we're using a combination of essential oils. Uh, absolutes, CO2 extracts, and tinctures, which are made in-house. Um, I'm happy to share a little about kind of mm -hmm. what those yes. ingredients are mm -hmm. for your listeners. Probably most people are perhaps most familiar with uh, essential oils, yes. which are usually produced um, through steam distillation or hydro dist distillation, mm -hmm. which is essentially taking a raw material, an aromatic material like a flower or a leaf, and immersing it in or above a water solution and then heating that so that the steam kind of pulls mm -hmm. the aromatics out of the raw material and then recondenses at the end into what we know as is an essential oil. So we are using essential oils, um, which we source sustainably. Many of them are organic as well. Uh, and then we have absolutes, which are a much more costly process. Uh, if you think about, in particular, certain materials like jasmine that are very delicate yeah. if you're exposing them to the heat and volatility of what you would in um, a dis traditional distillation process it really messes with the uh, the raw material mm -hmm. and doesn't produce something that you would want to smell so that's where absolutes come into play um, and again those are much more kind of rare and precious materials and when we get to tinctures those are the tinctures have existed for as long as steam distillation has and You've probably seen them as more of like a medicinal compound. Mm -hmm. You can use um, orally or in water to yeah. drink. Um, I've found that use of tinctures in our perfumes actually lends a little bit more of a fixative quality so that the fragrances last a little bit longer. And I've also found that they kind of soften the severity of the certified organic cane sugar alcohol that we use as a carrier. So it doesn't feel quite as volatile at the first spray. It's a little bit more kind of softened by that tincture that's incorporated into the carrier. So there's some of the kind of old world traditional um, ingredients we're using. I'm not in the business of bashing synthetics. Uh, yeah. you know, most perfumes nowadays are made primarily or entirely with synthetics. Uh, they're not as costly. Some would argue in some ways they're perhaps more sustainable because you're not using any plant yeah. plant material. So I'm, I, I think there's advantages and disadvantages to both. I personally love working with naturals because I think that they're just more romantic mm -hmm. um uh, in some ways infuriatingly so yeah <laughs> I, I mean when i say that i guess i would say with synthetics they're a little bit more kind of rigid and unchanging you get what you get with naturals they really do they're almost like flesh like they become one with your body mm -hmm. and they sort of meld and smell differently on every single person so yeah. i just love working with naturals i think that there's there's a special kind of magic that happens with natural materials yeah, and what I've noticed also with more natural scents and fragrances, 
uh, not only does it work with differently with each person, but also for yourself when you apply it, the different notes come out throughout the day, right? Absolutely. I, that's what I love. So it's just not one solid scent throughout the day. Absolutely. Yeah. There's sort of, you've probably heard in perfumery, there's the top notes, which emerge sort of most volatile mm-hmm. right up front off the bat, things like citrus. And then as the fragrance dries down, you'll get kind of evolution throughout the day. All of our fragrances are blended for complexity and long wear too. So I think compared to what others might be used to in like an essential oil blend or a roller ball, this feels like a fine fragrance when you when you see the packaging, unbox the product and spray it with the wonderful fine mist and magnetic cap. There's a much more kind of holistic, emotional experience that you get with using sigil fragrances. Yeah, I love it. So when someone receives your perfume or smells it for the first time what experience would you wish they would experience Mm, that's a great question oh i'm like smiling because i (laughs) i i mean it's sort of combination of things um i think there's the there's the aesthetic of the packaging which i hope delights people i don't think there's anything else like it in fragrance on the market right now this kind of sort of uh contemporary aesthetic with a sort of soft pastel that's not too um too millennial it still has like a timelessness to it <laughs> yeah. i think uh, a combination of uh uh serif fonts that are actually inspired by ingmar bergman title cards i mentioned my, my filmic background and mm-hmm. inspirations so for film nerds you'll notice a nod there and then i think the kind of beautiful tray that the product mm-hmm. is nestled in with the nice embossing and debossing so I hope it, at least at a superficial packaging level, people feel compelled to touch and feel the cotton paper and want to know and explore what's inside the box. And similarly, the caps are custom magnetized caps with a nice weightiness. So I've actually seen strangers open and close the cap and like, oh, like laugh <laughs> or be so delighted by that kind of, um, again, romantic, for lack of a better word, experience of a uh, qualitative experience of the packaging. And then in terms of when people spray the fragrance, I think the highest compliment I ever received from editors and from customers is, this is natural. So if I can (laughs) surprise people and really prove to them that you can have a fine fragrance made Mm -hmm. entirely of natural materials, I'm just glowing inside and out. Um, Yeah, so I I, I hope that people are delighted and find that, um, yeah, the formulas are sophisticated, they're sexy, uh, they're nuanced. And then, as you mentioned earlier, it's important to me that they're genderless or gender neutral was mm-hmm. the term um, they used as well. So, um, yeah, those would be the main yeah. you know, beats. What I've noticed when I um, touch your packaging or when I look at it, it's very, because of the the feel of the cotton material, feels like old world, which mm-hmm. is in a line to the process that you use with the fragrance. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's uh, very high end at the same time approachable. Thank so that's you. what I like about it. It's like it just all these senses and as well as like feelings that you get and it makes you enticed to know more about it. Thank you so much. That means so much. Yeah. So when someone walks into your house, what mm-hmm. kind of smell do you have in your house? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. My, um, I live in a beautiful converted loft, mm-hmm. uh, kind of brutalist style loft. So lots of tall ceilings, even the hallways are wide with the concrete and um, whatnot. Uh, whenever friends come over for the first time and they come knock on the door, they're like, I could smell you from the elevator. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hope to um, impart to the other offices and, and residents of the building a beautiful smell throughout. Um, I would say it's a combination of aromatics, so things like white sage, 
deep kind of green mossy materials like vetiver and oak moss and some bright kind of sparkling more effervescent notes like bergamot and lime it's honestly just a miasma or melange of just <laughs> hundreds of uh, scents commingling i think beautifully but uh, perhaps i'll go poll my neighbors and see what they think after this yeah. <laughs> is there one famous person that you you would like to create a fragrance for oh my gosh that is a great question <laughs> someone told me amor fati smells like um pa patty smith which was a oh. big compliment i adore her so i'd love to show her amor fati and see yeah. if that proves true but um honestly one of the people i'm inspired by on the music side of things is Chelsea Wolfe. Mm. I think she has such a wonderful kind of gothic brooding presence that's really intense and yet she just has this otherworldly presence. Yeah. I had the privilege of meeting her randomly oh, at a cafe and gave her some of the products oh, and really? she did enjoy them. Um, so I'd love to keep that conversation going and see if there's a way that I could collaborate with her at some point. Who else? Tilda Swinton. She mm, would be like yeah. a dream person to work with as well. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I'm actually really lucky that I, I've already had the chance to collaborate with some incredible mm -hmm. artists in the last few years, photographers and makeup artists and uh, models and, you know, mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful people. So um, the more the merrier. Yeah. So in line to the people that you collaborate with, mm. I know you're you champion individuals and different identities mm. and especially inclusion of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. Can you expound on this yeah. and this inspiration? For sure. Forbes just uh, wrote a little piece today. I saw it went up about our, our efforts to be inclusive and the artists we work with and perhaps oh, the customers. Thank you so much. The customers who may find, I think, uh, faces to connect to and identities to connect to, you know. Um, I think it's it's a, it's one thing to say a product is for everyone, which is great. It's another thing to specifically say a product is for people who are underrepresented. So mm -hmm. if I can create a language and a space as well as a um, a uh, platform for faces, voices, and artists that are LGBTQ, LGBTQ, um, gender nonconforming, mm -hmm. trans, gay, any anyone in my community to have that representation and be a part of this story i am just honored um so yeah uh let's see great photographers a friend ryan fluger i've known since i was 18 or 19 mm. from living in new york uh did our last kind of faces campaign with uh, uh lots of amazing queer artists and musicians yeah. and models uh carice wild who's a friend as well has done amazing work with like mariah carey and janet mm -hmm. jackson and scissor sisters she was one of the um, sort of queer faces that we brought into the brand identity for yeah. our kind of launch campaign. Howan Wong, another amazing friend, um, gay Asian model, DJ. Yeah. He's like just killing it. Yeah. If anyone wants to get in touch with you and work with you, how do they reach you? They, they can just send you a DM or slide into your DMs. Yes, please do. <laughs> I was just posting this morning. I'm. I, you probably can tell from my demeanor, I'm more introverted than extroverted by nature, but I do love these mm -hmm. kinds of conversations, mm -hmm. these one-on-one. -on -one, um, I'm totally the same. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, DMs mm -hmm. are great. You might not always see my face like loud in the in the feed or on stories even, but I'm I'm the one on there on at sigil sent, um, checking the direct messages. So you can reach out direct or you can email me patrick at sigil com. Yeah, photographers, models, anyone who wants to pitch an idea, I'm mm -hmm. totally open. Yeah. Is there a particular scent that transport you to a particular memory or time? Mm, yeah. 
Oh, that's such a great question. I think there's a couple ways to answer that. There's like a note, like a mm-hmm. single note that would be most evocative or transportive for me, um, which I can speak to. And then there's kind of a scent, meaning like a finished formula mm-hmm. fragrance that I think would be particularly evocative for me. Um, orange blossom is my favorite. I just swoon, melt. Yeah. And neroli, which is the steam distilled or the um, essential oil version of orange blossom, orange blossom absolute and orange blossom tincture we use in our formulas in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's just something special. I mentioned my grandma, um, Anilda. She mm-hmm. was from Puerto Rico and had a wonderful thick accent. She called me Patricio. So I'm part Puerto Rican or Puerto Rican, I like to say. Um, whenever I smell orange blossom, I think of her in her backyard and just how lovely and sweet she was. She made me ham sandwiches all the time and was just a wonderful person to um, be around growing up. So that would be one particularly evocative note or or smell. And then in terms of like a fragrance that's most evocative or brings me back, hmm, well, it's not a, it's not a particularly good fragrance not to knock knock a big brand but dracar noir is like you know that like cheap men's cologne that just like makes me think of my dad and oh he'd like spray way too much of it on all the time yeah. um, are you schooling him now and yeah him sorry your... dad <laughs> you're like dad here try my products yeah i definitely yeah. encourage them to use these as well they mm. uh the, my dad uses um solucio and my mm. mom's favorite is um amor fati mm-hmm. yeah so i see that you have four different fragrances um talk to me about quickly about each and what is like what is the feeling that would they would get when they smell each of these so in the last iteration of the brand mm-hmm. i think i had like 11 10 or 11 SKUs oh, by wow. the end of it and i just wanted to really kind of go back to basics and launch a really refined controlled assortment with four products that are differentiated enough mm-hmm. that they stand on their own and yet there's this kind of through line i think sigils become known for more of a kind of arboreal, rich, um, earthy quality. So one or two of them, I tried to disrupt that assumption or that kind of trend that we've become known for. They still feel distinctly sigil, perhaps more heightened, more premium, and more complex and nuanced than the first assortment. So that was kind of the reason for going with four in the relaunch, just to have enough differentiation that everyone could find at least one that they loved, Mm -hmm. and yet they would all kind of stand alone in isolation. And um, so walking through them, Solucio is the Mm -hmm. first one on the left there, kind of a bridged story of what Solucio means in alchemical terms. It's one of the stages of alchemy where you kind of take a material and break it down to its most base constituent parts. I think of perfumery a lot like that. It's kind of this exercise of continually looking at materials in isolation, kind of imagining them in my mind's eye about how they would work in certain combinations and editing them and refining them and chipping away. And it's this kind of long romantic process, very slow process or art form um, that is a lot like that kind of stage or step in alchemy of kind of looking and analyzing and breaking things down to their most base-based materials in that process. So in terms of a smell that captures that, I thought a lot about uh, my experiences out in the High Sierras and, um, and in the desert and Joshua Tree oh, yeah. and how wonderful it smells when it's a super dry day and you can see the storm clouds brewing, this kind of petrichor quality of dry stone or sand just before moisture hits it. And how the aromatic uh, chaparral and sagebrush just erupts with life and smells so invigorating and wanted to bottle that or capture that. So I've had people say it smells like a combination of kind of bubbling lime cola with like an aromatic, sexy chaparral or or, um, 
uh, creosote bush, which has this kind of leathery, rubbery quality to yeah. it. Um, so that one is, I think, really great for this time of year as we're kind of bridge spring summertime. It's a little fresher, a little brighter, but still has some layers, almost like leathery animalic quality underneath mm -hmm. those top notes. Oh, now I want to spray it. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Amor Fati, which yeah. was the one I mentioned. A mm -hmm. friend said is like the Patty Smith fragrance. I hope she's okay with me saying that. I think, <laughs> I think she'd love it too. Uh, this was in Amor Fati's tradition, uh, basically in Latin is like love of fate. And not in a kind of fatalistic way where you're like, well, well, hands off. It's all out of my control. But more kind of knowing that when we experience hardship in life, it's part of the joy and the magic of being human. It's we show our character in those moments most when we're we're challenged and striving and mm -hmm. struggling to really kind of create beauty. Uh, just as much as we savor the moments of joy and beauty and and success, we should savor those moments of hardship. So to me, that's what Amor Fati means. And I thought about a perfume that would honor those traditions with almost like an incensey, smoky, holy woods, so Palo Santo, some resins, a Papinox oud. Um, but balanced with some really fresh uh, green pine and bergamot and lemon. So fresh. So good. So the, the first initial notes are very, very bright, and then it starts to feel a little bit more smoky and woody. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And then last oh, yes. two. And then yeah. we have Prima Materia, which in fragrance is a sheep or sheepre, C-H-Y-P-R-E. It's a mm -hmm. category of fragrance that's characterized by oak moss, citrus, and in this case, some vetiver. So almost like a very green earthy quality. Um, and in, in alchemy, prima materia is this sort of disparate combination of celestial and corporeal. So thinking of intangible stars and bright kind of celestial bodies mixed with something corporeal or grounded like root and soot and, mm -hmm. and earth and dirt. And I want to bridge those together. The heart note is really fossilized amber centric, which represents the gold in alchemy mm -hmm. and the alchemist's journey. Um, this, I would say, for fans of Sigil 1.0 is like a great transition mm -hmm. formula into the new assortment. It feels the most familiar and yet has so much more complexity than the first four fragrances or the first um, first assortment we launched. Yeah. And then last Anima. we have Anima Mundi. That sounds uh, interesting. Thank you. In uh, Latin, it means sort of uh, world soul, you uh -huh. could say. In this case, a feminine world soul or mm -hmm. feminine energy, which is the um, anima versus animus, which is like a masculine energy. Uh, and world soul is basically saying all living things are connected with this kind of intangible consciousness or spirit energy. So I wanted to create <clears throat> through that a floral that's for all humans on earth, all genders and all expressions of human identity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, any floral is genderless, I think, but I wanted to yeah. pay homage to the traditional quote, feminine florals that are sweeter and softer and juxtapose or position them perfectly with spice notes and a more warm quality that would, in conventional fragrance, lang fragrance language, be called, quote, masculine. So this is our attempt at a true genderless floral. And it's interesting. I spent the most time in edits on this. I probably had about 60 versions oh, and wow. wasn't, wasn't even sure it was ready for launch, but it's been overwhelmingly one of the more popular of the four. Mm -hmm. How did you go through that? Like, how did you actually decide and finally pick the one mm. with those 60 different oh. choices? Yeah, it's so interesting. Sometimes as a perfumer, it's uh, quick. You know, I'll have yeah. I'll have the idea. It'll just kind of come to me. Either I'll have a story in mind and then the fragrance just kind of falls in line with the story or I'll have a, an accord or 
even a single keynote that I want to highlight and build around that. And in a week, I'm done. But in other cases, it takes months and months. So in, in the case of Anima Mundi, it was keeping diligent notes and just um, <clears throat> touche or blotter cards or the perfumer's cards all over the place with, mm-hmm. with dates and notes on those and bringing in a non-biased parties to weigh in. So friends, early yeah. customers, family members, strangers even, and surveying yeah. them on their experience with the formulas until finally landing on one that just clicks and feels right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like majority wins. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I'll disagree. And some some of these formulas, I ended up going with a, um, a, you know, a final version that was a little more at odds with what the popular kind of view was, but that felt more authentic to my mm-hmm kind of uh, creative um, endeavor yeah. or point of view. I actually love how you have four skews because it's almost kind of reminiscent to the four seasons mm-hmm. of the year. Just that's what I think. And and as a person, I don't know about others, but for me, I cannot just have one scent because mm-hmm. I have different personalities in a day or <laughs> throughout the year. And it's always good to spritz on like whatever kind of is in a line to my personality at that moment. And I, I feel that. like your um, brand does that. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I've I love that. I totally agree. I think I'll even encourage people to, to the extent you're open to this, be intuitive. Certainly, the smell need you need to connect with the fragrance. And yet, I think there's so many ways to navigate choosing a perfume outside of just smelling. So, in the case of Sigil, you could respond to the story or the name. You could respond. To the packaging, each of the full-size boxes is a different color that was chosen Mm -hmm. very intentionally as a perfect representation of what the actual product is all about and how it was created. So we see, for those of you watching the video, Prima Materia is this kind of sage green. There's actual Mm -hmm. white sage in this product, and it has this kind of green quality. The others are different colors. Amorfati is almost like a smoky pastel sand color. Anima Mundi is this sort of rusty, rosy color for those floral notes we talked about. And then Solutio is almost like a gray blue to represent this kind of aquatic bubbling steam quality mm-hmm. of the, the rain in the desert. So I love what you said. You could pick by season or you could pick by the name. You could mm-hmm. even have all four and just yeah. like look at the color and pick the color that you connect mm-hmm. with on a given day. Yeah. Are you ever going to expand to candles or room sprays or bedroom yeah, sprays? That's a great question. We definitely have, I have some ideas for 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to spill all the beans too soon, but we'll definitely explore other, perhaps other formats of these four products. So maybe like a creme concentre, like a really mm-hmm. rich aromatic cream for your pulse oh, points or an oil mm-hmm. roll on. Candles or room sprays are definitely on the table as well. So this one is the Solutio. Solutio, yeah. So a lot of people ask, how do you how do you spray fragrance? Like what's the best way to, I like, do what feels right. But I think there's a right or a wrong yeah. way to do it. Um it smells so relaxing. Thank like you. instantly, like I feel relaxed. Tell, tell me what, what else so do you smell? It actually brings me back to what comes into my head right away is my travels to high-end hotels. Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, particularly this private beach club in the Philippines, because I'm from the Philippines. Awesome. And then I grew up just like my family going to this like you know private beach club because it's just just so nice that it's a way for the family to actually get together 
it's very rare that we do get together because everyone's just busy. But this smell is really like the smell of the ocean, which is fresh, and the smell of like the room, which is very luxurious. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it brings out like the happiness of oh yay I'm on a vacation oh yay I'm on it like with family oh, and actually awesome. the feeling is actually very um it's cooling thank you it has that certain cooling effect that's great yeah so I notice uh, some people when they spray their perfume uh-huh. they actually spray from afar and on their neck uh-huh. and I think a lot of people are like ah oh, it goes to my nose and my mouth <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah so this, um but you mentioned there's no yeah I mean proper or particular way because it is right. your scent it is your product yeah. so Spray it however you want or apply it however you want. Totally agree. I mean, our skin is sloughing dead cells Mm -hmm. constantly. So if you think about ways to make a fragrance last longer, you want to definitely ensure you're exfoliating. Now we're starting to get more into skincare world here. But if you're exfoliating your body at least a couple times a week so that that, um, those more volatile, like citrus notes, let's say, are not quite as evaporative, they'll Mm -hmm. stick a little bit better and longer to skin that's soft and moisturized. So things like exfoliation using a uh, complimentary or fragrance-free body cream or lotion before Mm -hmm. you apply your perfume is a great best practice as well. Um, Things that are porous like clothing hold perfume really well. Mm -hmm. So as long as the fragrance doesn't have anything that will stain fabrics, you can spray your clothing. And that's why you may notice if you pull out your favorite coat that you haven't worn, like maybe it's winter and the season's been a little variable, you don't pull out your warm coat for a couple of weeks, it might still actually smell like your mm-hmm. perfume, at least the base notes of your perfume. So definitely spraying your clothing. Um, there's hair perfume all over the place right now, too. You yeah. can spray our product on your hands or a brush and then run it through your hair. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend spraying it right in your hair just because they're quite concentrated, but it's another way you could wear it, too. And then some people love the cloud technique. You've probably seen like spray and walk through <laughs> for like a yeah. really even distribution. Mm-hmm. But usually I'll just spray... I don't mean to use your gifted product on myself here. But <laughs> no, it's mine. I'll, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just spray on my wrists. Yeah, I love um, it. There's this rumor if you bash the fragrance, it actually mm. kind of disrupts yes. the scent molecules. So mm. I don't do that. I'm not 100% sure if the science is documented <laughs> and tested, but I usually just kind of let it dry down naturally. Mm. Um, so those are ways of wearing, but it's ultimately up to you. It's a personal journey. Yeah. What I love about fragrance is that when you smell a certain scent, it it's always connected to memories mm. and also everything that holds dear in your heart. So I think fragrance, I believe, is more of a personal connection. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I have this little pet peeve where people spray too much. Yeah. I feel like fragrance is very an intimate type of um, expression. Mm-hmm. And it's only like, in a sense, for you. Of course, you can share it. It's for you, but also for your loved ones to kind of just... Ha- have a little taste and it shouldn't be too overbearing yeah which i love like their smell it's not too overbearing thank you very much yeah i think you're right you know some people wear perfume for for oneself right Mm -hmm. like it's just that's that sigil remember we were talking about you there's this special magic that happens when you go out and you you find a product you connect to and you're wearing it for yourself it becomes almost one with you in a way that even clothing doesn't no one else can see it it's this sort of interior mm-hmm. art that you're experiencing and savoring it's sexy and i love it yeah. and then you're right some people are choosing maybe for a loved one or even for an occasion so there's all different ways to sort of channel this art and make it your own mm-hmm. in, a, in a really wonderful way yeah well, i love it yeah so here at hello beauty we have a philosophy it's say hello to the beauty in you what advice can you give those who are trying to discover their beauty within That's a great question. I love that Mm, so much. 
I would say raise your freak flag high. <laughs> you know, I grew up uh, in Baptist church and was outed by my pastor at 14 in front of hundreds of people. And so while that's not the best way to come out, it taught me early on that you always have yourself, even if, you, if those around you are maybe making you feel less than, you're perfect the way you are and beautiful. So raise the flag high, be who you feel inside. And if others don't like it, then screw them. You know, do what makes you feel good and you will go far. I love that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. You. What do you like to do when you're unwinding? Ooh, <laughs> I love a bath. I've heard Tom Ford takes like two or three baths a day. So I'm, I should be friends with Tom Ford <laughs> yeah. because I'm the same. Not that I have time for three baths right now. And <laughs> I know we need to conserve water. <laughs> but uh, as a special treat, oh, there's nothing quite like taking a bath, reading a book, lighting an amazing candle that a friend made. <laughs> uh, I love to read and travel. Um, what else? I'd say, yeah, bath is way up there. Cooking an amazing meal for a friend brings mm. me so much joy and having a lovely glass of dry white wine. Mm, sounds <laughs> so fun. Um, what is your makeup, skincare, or hair mm. routine, including products day to night? Oh my gosh, I have way too many products. <laughs> uh, one of the joys of being a founder is you get to find this incredible community of makers and creative spirits that really support and lift each other up. So I feel so lucky in that I get to test products that friends are making all the mm -hmm. time and we'll do trades with you know the fragrances for serums and skincare and whatnot. So I'm trying to think what I'm using right now. I definitely have, do you want like the full breakdown of my yeah, skincare yeah, regimen? Yeah, I do okay. want to hear. I did see in your Instagram story, uh -huh. your skincare products. <laughs> I even just started in the cleansing oil. I'm like, he knows what's up. <laughs> I do. I love skincare. I was telling um, telling you earlier and for your fans, your, your listeners, I'm actually struggling. We're human. I'll say it the, yeah. with eczema on my face for the first yeah. time ever in my entire life. I'm sure it's like, I'm so thrilled with everything, but it's all growing so quickly. There's a lot of stress and new stuff oh, happening. So totally normal. I've yeah. had to shift my regimen a little bit lately mm -hmm. to simplify. But if if it were a normal day, I would say there are a few brands that I love and swear by. One is a friend, Allie Drazen, out of Portland, and her mm -hmm. brand is called Heart of Gold. Um, you should definitely check it out. Her stuff oh, is made with such love and care. She's like doing all of these infusions and oils and making tinctures and blending everything by hand. It's, it's a special kind of skincare magic. So she has a cleanser I'm obsessed with. It's a balm cleanser called Sea Change, S-E-A. It smells like grapefruit and fennel. It's so Ooh. delicious. And it has, uh, I think, cocum butter, I think, is the ingredient. So it's super fluffy and rich, creamy, but it rinses very clean, sort mm -hmm. of turns milky with water. Obsessed with that. Uh, what else? There's a, I love all the essences, mm. K-Beauty essences. So I'll usually do, what is it called? Seven skins. I'll yeah. Layers and layers and layers. of <laughs> 10 steps nowadays. <laughs> it's so crazy to get that glass skin. <laughs> it's so true. I yeah. love Dewey for sure. I, I know. I did raw. see. I saw your Dewey like photos. It's so nice. Even with your <laughs> campaign and sigil. I was like, I like that Dewey effect and the highlighter and all the luminous skin that he has going on. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, there's another one quickly, one other, I could go on for ages yeah. about this. <laughs> but a moisturizer I love by another friend's brand called H is for Love. She's amazing. Her name's B Simmons. Mm -hmm. uh, she has a bomb called Bara Bomb, B-A-R-A -A Bomb. It smells so good. It has vanilla CO2 oh, and yeah. some spicy notes, I think, too. 
Uh, my favorite thing to do is take a little bit of this super kind of rich, glossy emollient balm and spray some toner on it, and it becomes more of like a milky emulsion. Yeah. And just pat that into the skin. It gives a lovely, moist, dewy finish, super supple. Um, so I highly recommend that too. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So w- anything exciting in store for you this year? Oh, so much. Right yeah. now, it's been insane growth. Uh, definitely focused on wholesale for the rest of the year hope to be in about 80-ish doors um i think i can say it's official now you can find us in totokayo coming up in the next month or so which is a big deal for us and definitely looking for incredible retail partners so if anyone listening has a shop that they think would be a great fit for sigil or if you're a buyer please reach out and um yeah growing in wholesale definitely need more help on the um the production and fulfillment side, so probably some headcount. And then to the other question we were talking about, some new SKUs probably coming into holiday or early next year, and maybe even new categories. So exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, actually, before I let you yeah. go, what are your social channels? Oh, of course. Yeah. At Sigil Scent, S-I-G-I-L Scent, S-C-E-N-T, on all social channels, mm-hmm. sigilscent.com. And for email, you can email info at Sigil Scent, which will go to the team. Or if you want to reach out direct to me, I'm happy to answer any questions on patrick at sigilscent.com. Thank you so much, Patrick, for joining us today. I had so much fun. Me too. You are a delight. Thank you so much, Joyce. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you.